This is Envision Self-Healing Podcast, episode number 15. Hi, I'm Will Fuller. And I'm Richard Miller. And we are the co-creators of EnvisionSelfHealing.com and are dedicated in helping you improve your eyesight and quality of life by taking healing into your own hands. This week's topic is the keys to a successful eye exercise program, part three, creating a successful support network. And the question of the week in the second half of the podcast is, can I palm one eye at a time while I work? So Richard, how's the world of self-healing treating you this week? Well, it's been a busy week as usual, and uh, <laughs> I have, uh, basically I've been uh, shifting towards uh, doing my eye exercises. How do I explain this? Shifting eye exercises? Shifting my eye exercises. <laughs> shifting my shifting eye exercises. So instead of, uh, basically I'm getting up at all hours, in uh-huh. six in the morning, running off to see my house, things like that. Yeah. So I'm now connecting, I don't, I don't get up and do my exercises at nine o'clock. I do them after breakfast, so whenever the hell that is, I, I get up and eat breakfast and then do my eye exercises. Uh, so it, it means that I don't have a, a set time I'm doing my exercises. Mm-hmm. I'm doing them in the flow of uh, breakfast, lunch, um, brushing my teeth, things like that. So you've chosen um, something that you do in your routine every day, and you've decided to fit the eye exercises in after that routine. Exactly. So it gives me a sort of a landing pad or a, a, some a, a, something to hold on to that I can connect my eye exercises to, like breakfast or brushing my teeth. Excellent. And those of you that remember our podcast from last week, we talked about time management and how we can fit these eye exercises into our daily lives. And we mentioned how I was somebody that prefers routine. I need right. to stick to a, a time. Uh, yeah. And uh, we've discovered that you're a kind of person that like to fit it in throughout your day. Right. Otherwise, and, you just wouldn't do them. Yeah, my schedule just seems to be too chaotic and it never seems to actually settle down. So if I just uh, attach them to some other events like... I'm going to eat breakfast, otherwise I would be really grouchy. So I know I'm going to eat breakfast. (laughs) I know I'm going to brush my teeth or people would stop talking to me. So uh, Yeah. I know those two things are going to happen. Sometimes that's a good excuse not to talk to people. (laughs) (laughs) And I know I'm going to bed so I can, you know, attach it to those things. Yeah. Getting up, things like that. Good. So that's that's really another way of, of making sure that you fit it into your day is to find a particular task that you do in the day and attach it to that. Yeah, and the other thing I'm doing is um, more and more I'm shifting things towards integration. Mm-hmm. Well, sort of integration. It's like walking down the street. I guess, is that integration? I guess it, it is, is. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I'm walking down the street, uh, rotating my eyes, doing <laughs> my jaw at the yeah. same time. No. I've tried that. It's difficult <laughs> It's difficult to walk rotating your eyes at the same well, time. Well, I know these streets pretty well by now, so yeah. I can't actually do that. I shift my eyes around. And for I... safety reasons, we're not advising anybody to do that. This is just Richard. <laughs> yeah, just me. <laughs> and then... He's got a hard head, so when he, when he bumps into things, he's fine. And I don't know if you know, we were coming back from lunch today and I was rotating my jaw walking down the street, which... I'm so used to it, I guess I just didn't, <laughs> I didn't realize. Yeah. So, and I know people, and it's, I guess as the, my life gets more chaotic, the more I'm willing to embarrass myself in public. 
yeah. in order to get the uh, exercises fit in. So We did get a comment on one of our YouTube videos this week laughing at our uh, jaw, jaw rotation exercise that we do on uh, YouTube and uh, how, how silly we look, or rather you look. I look, it. yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why I chose not to do that exercise. All right. I, I remember at the time saying that I wasn't going to be the one to do it. See, I'm older and can take more abuse. So. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, so um, how was your week? Yeah, I've been good. So I've sort of been uh, planning a little bit for our Brazil trip that we've got coming up next week that we sort of haven't really mentioned. Yeah, um, we're too busy doing other stuff that we <laughs> I barely thought about it, but we are going to Brazil, yes. So we're heading to uh, to do an advanced vision improvement course over in Brazil, uh, which we're very excited about. It's sort of some selected vision improvement instructors from around the world. And yeah. uh, they're meeting in Brazil. And we've got some top lecturers down there that we're really excited about. Well, and the unique part about these people, very unique part, is they are both scientifically trained and medically trained, and they believe in natural vision improvement or yeah. you know the things that we're saying, and that's a unique combination. So, so it's really going to get give us a chance. Those of you that know our work and have seen our website know that we're all about putting science behind these eye exercises, and instead of just um, pushing it to the wind, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, so we're really excited to. To take our knowledge and, and to be able to then share this knowledge with you guys when we get back, it's, it's pretty an exciting. This, it's a pretty rare course. It doesn't go on that often. Yeah. So we're pretty excited to come back and report back to you guys. Yeah, it's frequent. It, it, it's almost at least every five years they'll do it, maybe even every 10 years. Yeah. So it's not very frequent at all. So. so some people have commented on how they, they wish that we could make a documentary on, uh, on you and me traveling to Brazil. All right. Um, and, and the sort of issues that we might come up with with our vision. So uh, hopefully maybe we can put some blogs together. We, we've never traveled together. This will be interesting. But we do, <laughs> we've do. we traveled around San Francisco, obviously. And, yeah. the, you know, my peripheral vision plus your central vision, we tend to... Uh, yeah, we to, say we, we have ultimate vision. Together, yes. Between the two of us. We, neither of us speak so, Portuguese, though, of course. That's but. true. <laughs> Unless we just have to make sure we don't get lost, because then, uh, yeah. then I just I won't be able to see you in my periphery, and you won't be able to see me in your central vision. So. <laughs> but it's interesting. I, I was thinking uh, yesterday, you know, in the midst of us, you know, trying to get this product out that we're trying to get this um, new thing that we're working to help out everyone that's doing their eye exercises, and in the midst of all the work that we're doing, I was sort of started thinking about how I actually need to start preparing for the trip that we're yeah. going to do yeah me too and it's funny how certain uh, annoyances or concerns that come up and certainly one thing that always annoys me that I, I just really need to share with everyone before we travel is people that have their that carry their baggage uh like people that carry their bags on a lower level and they sort of pull it you know they pull oh. along the ground oh i can see that so for me i can't see it because it's in my lower yeah. periphery and an airport must be a disaster then for you and you know you know sometimes you've got people crossing over yeah. you and going forwards and people cutting you up oh. so uh, certainly one of my pet hates that i'm not looking forward to is uh, is tripping over some some baggage well the other thing for me then are all of the marquee signs you know like menus at mcdonald's i can you know we have to look up and read something at a distance. Yeah. Oh, so you can read those for me. <laughs> and, and you I, can watch out for the baggage. I'll watch out for the baggage. I'll go first, at least. You can just kick, just kick them. <laughs> I'm going to have to start wearing harder shoes. Yeah, okay. They That's really like, annoy me. Okay, I'll Especially when they cut you up. Yeah. So that would be interesting. But, uh, but another thing that I thought was interesting, this morning when I woke up, 
just in in the midst of everything and I don't know whether it's the weather changing here in San Francisco but I didn't get a very good night's sleep last night so I woke up feeling a a little bit groggy and um, I noticed that my peripheral vision was worse oh interesting this morning and Ah. one thing that I've noticed from doing a lot of this work is that my periphery one of the reasons why I can't see that clearly out of it it's like a static you know like when you have your tv on and it's just a black and white static right it's almost like that in my periphery. Now, I know when I do a lot of palming and a lot of eye exercises and I'm feeling good, that static tends to be finer and I'm able to see better in my periphery. Right. See, but when I wake up this morning from being tired and all the rest of it, I noticed the static was sort of larger and in a larger sort ah. of space of my periphery. And it's not as bad indoors, but like when we just went outside to go to lunch... The static just covered up my periphery. It was really interesting. So it was a lot more difficult to so see as we were walking around. If you imagine this as grain in a photograph, just a still photograph, do you understand what I'm saying? No. Oh. Well, like noise on a TV, yeah. you know, the snow, has a certain That's size, it. right? Uh-huh. There's a little size to the granules. There's mm-hmm. a size to it. And you're saying those, the size of the granules got bigger. Yeah, and it's almost like the frequency increases as well. Ah. It's just like a almost you know in the periphery so it makes it a lot more difficult to pick up yeah the information and I've, I've got a lot of theories of why that might be but i'm not going to go in that now. yeah 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 but on the plus on the but on the plus side i did notice today when i went to the vegetable shop to do my salad shopping this week that as i was walking down i sort of took a step back because i thought i was going to hit my head on something and it was the the sort of awning that comes out over the top of the shops here, you know, when they put fruit outside and you've got the awnings that come up top. And I've taken a a picture of this and and I'm going to put it on the, on the Facebook fan page. And it's funny because it was quite a bit above me, but I've never noticed it before. So as I was walking Uh, down, I sort of, you freaked out a little bit probably. Yeah. It was almost, um, unconscious for once. So normally seeing in the periphery is a very conscious thing for me. I have to purposely tune in to see the periphery. But as I was walking down, I sort of took a step back and I thought, oh, I'm going to hit my head on something. And I looked up and above me was hanging down one of these awning things. It was really interesting. So, But, but it happened almost instinctually, which you're not used to. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. just not used to having that, that response. So it must mean that, you know, my brain is starting to engage the periphery yeah, that much. Yeah, without more. thinking about it, which is a great sign, actually. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. So really pleased. So, well, I think it's about time we move on to topic of the week. And the topic of the week this week is the keys to a successful eye exercise program, part three, creating a support network. So this is something that obviously with anything you try and do, it always helps if you've got support from somebody, um, you know, as social animals, I suppose you could say it's important that we do have support from a larger community. And that's one thing why this vision improvement can be so difficult for people because you just you don't really have that support. You certainly don't have the support from the majority of the medical profession. Right. Um, or even your friends and family a lot yeah. of the time, you know. And partly is because they, I mean, they've never heard of it. Yeah. So people always fear what they don't understand. Right. And also there can't be anything more um, demotivating when you hear about these eye exercises and you think, wow, my vision can improve. And you, you go to your opticians or your ophthalmologist oh, yeah. and you say, I'm going to do eye exercises. <laughs> and they just laugh at Thug. you and go, uh, yeah. why? 
exactly. <laughs> they don't work. Why? Yeah. And, um, you know, that's just that's sort of the beginning of a downward spiral of not having that support. Right. I think a lot more people, if, if the optician just said, oh, really? Well, let me know how you get on with that. I'll be interested to find out. And I have had some opticians yeah. say that, and it's becoming more and more frequent. But um, that's pretty demotivating. So from the offset, you're sort of up against it with the support. Right. And, you're, you know, your family oftentimes, you know, they're wearing their glasses and, you know, getting this shot and that shot and that surgery. And they're just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> this, this, you know, this is the way it's done. This is the yeah. way uh, you live life. I remember when I first found out, um, when I read Ms. Schneider's book, and uh, I found out that he's helped retinitis pigmentosa before and and people have improved their vision. And I was just, you know, never heard this before. I was stunned. And I went and brought all the products and took them to my home. And I went back in England and I brought one for my dad and my sister and the family. And <laughs> oh, I was dear. like, I found it. I found it. You know, we've, for years we've talked about we wish there was something we could do to improve our eyesight. And there's nothing no one can do. And finally son comes along and he finds all this stuff and, I'm like, <laughs> and they're like oh yeah that's good and i think they entertained me for about two days and then i was like so are you doing your eye exercise and they're like well you know is, is it true do you know this Ms. schneider have you know is it you know right do, do these people really and then you know the support's just gone gone so it's not that they were not supportive right um or it's not that they were anti Right. eye exercises right and of course they went along with my enthusiasm but um there wasn't necessarily the support right that, that should have been there right not sure but you need in order to be successful in this and there's nothing worse than now already you're fighting your own doubt exactly and then you've got doubt they always say if you're trying to quit smoking never tell any of your smoker friends right because no, they don't want you to quit because they don't want to feel bad right that they're still smoking and you're quitting it is true you have sort of a convert when you start out something like this you have a conversation in your head the one that's saying this is positive i can get better i can heal myself and then you have the little doubting it's like the angel yeah. and the devil on is your is there eye. proof is there proof is there proof and you're, <laughs> you're being a fool and da, 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 you yeah. know this other voice in your head yeah and uh if all you have around you are people who are supporting the negative voice it's very hard yeah you know? it's very hard to keep going and especially when there's no real evidence for you to go on other than what you've got yourself. And it's such a rare thing at the moment that it's it's not like you get to meet people right. that have improved their vision. I mean, we're very lucky here in San Francisco having the School for Self-Healing. And we're constantly surrounded by people that have improved their eyesight. So it's just common knowledge to us. It's just, just you know, if anything, getting rid of your glasses is a pretty simple thing. And the rest right. of it is what's challenging. In fact, is sometimes we get a client every once in a while who is skeptical, but not very often, actually. So it's almost surprising when somebody comes in and says, you know, this is all a bunch of hooey. Yeah. We're so used to seeing people get better from very serious conditions. It actually takes us aback a little bit. So. so certainly one thing we suggest on this support and the first thing is obviously to find somebody that has the experience of the eye exercises and the knowledge of what to do with vision improvement. And also be able to track your progress as well. Mm -hmm. And of course, a lot of our work here is that we're saying take healing into your own hands. And a lot of this stuff is about you doing it yourself. But of course, somebody there who has that experience and has sort of seen your condition before and can guide you, obviously, 
is invaluable really to have that experience. And it's actually someone like us who has their own condition they've dealt with and knows the hardships of doing eye exercises and uh, what it takes to integrate it into your life. That's even better than just somebody coming at it from an abstract sort of a doctor telling you what to do kind of a perspective. And it doesn't have to be forever, but certainly for the first, you know, when you're getting started with the eye exercises and it doesn't have to be, you know, every week, it could be every right. couple of weeks or even once a month, but just somebody there to say, how am I getting on? And, you know, I had this problem and this problem, they could answer those problems. So certainly any sort of vision coach, and I'm sure you can do research in your own area on what you can find. And also, I mean, there's plenty of books out there. It's difficult because when you start looking at hundreds of books and you sort of yeah. get lost a little bit, there are books in the resources section on our website that do have um, where people have suggested eye exercises and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And of course, there's our, our program, but there is really no substitute for an in-person connection with someone that personally has seen and can work with your condition right. personally. So let's assume there isn't that person. Maybe the next best thing could be a family member mm -hmm. or a close friend who would uh, kind of go in with you on this. And uh, we have seen clients with pretty serious vision conditions who a spouse or something really takes on, or even a child, actually, I've seen that too, Yeah, takes on working with the person. Because uh, it is pretty lonely to do the eye exercises by yourself. So. And certainly particular ones like eye obstruction with the tennis ball. Right. You know, you can play with the kids in the garden. Um, and it also helps that support because a lot of the time you're blocking what's stronger in you. So it's nice to have somebody there just, just, you know, maybe you do drop the ball and you look for it for a while and you can't find it mm -hmm. instead of just frustrating and giving up. Somebody is there to maybe help the ten give you the tennis ball or, or what have you. And also it just makes it that much easier if there's two of you, uh, well, you know, hopefully it's easier because there's two of you wanting to do the eye exercises and they right. want to see you get better. And ideally, it would be two people that both want to improve their vision. Exactly. And, and let's face it, there's very few people at this point in time that couldn't help, you know, couldn't it's work true. with their eyes. It's true. And you, there's always avoiding eye conditions in the first place. So there really isn't a reason why someone yeah. shouldn't be doing the eye exercises. Yeah. So, but you could also try and locate somebody that is doing eye exercises in your area. Right. And um, one good way to do that is maybe through uh, our Facebook fan page. There's people there. As you like our page, there's a list of those that have liked it. So you could always find those people and maybe see if they're in the same area. That's right. As you are. Um, you could also maybe just, I don't know, put something out in the classifies i don't know i mean yeah. there's, there's just sort of Maybe things craigslist i don't even know yeah just yeah. ask around and see if there's anybody else if you do know somebody um say your vision improvement coach then ask them as well and i'm sure they wouldn't mind giving out some information that if they know somebody else in your area that you, you could team up with and the two of you could do the eye exercises which is obviously a lot better yeah yeah yeah, we actually happen to know a couple people who've done this in Portland. We have a friend, Bob, and a friend, Sean, oh, yeah. Yeah, who have gotten together. Um, they were at a workshop together, and uh, Will treated Sean, actually, and Bob's a good friend of mine, and they happen to live in, in Portland. Bob's a friend of yours, too. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to hate me now. He's gonna, uh, <laughs> but, uh, and they've gotten together in Portland and are starting to practice together, and now Sean is uh, looking to create a support group, a bigger support group in Portland as well, so... 
Yeah, so that's that's something else that you could do. So you could think of it. The first thing is to try and find a vision coach. The second thing is to have a, a, a family member or a friend or somebody else that's doing vision improvement and getting together. And the third thing is to try and create your own community. I mean, why not? There's There's more than enough resources at your fingertips now to try and do this. And it really is beneficial to see that there's people going through the same thing as you are. You share the same frustrations. You also get to share your achievements, which is something that we said before. You don't get to see if you're by yourself. Yeah. And uh, you also don't tend to pay attention to your own achievements. We adapt, we adapt so quickly to them. Mm-hmm. So when somebody sees that you're reading an extra line on the chart, to you, you're just like, oh, whatever. I'm just having a lucky day. But to someone else, they're like, wow. You know, a month ago, you couldn't even read that line, and now you're reading it, no problem. It's true. It's really good to have that positive feedback. Yeah. So one thing that our friend Sean is doing is creating his own community, and he's getting a group of people together, and they're also getting a vision improvement coach to come in and help them as well. So it's a really great way to try and get people together and share your stories and and really is the next step in being successful in your vision improvement program. And with all the, the social media stuff now, this should get easier and easier. I mean, we have a vision in some ways of this stuff taking off, like maybe not like the revolutions in, in Egypt and things like that, <laughs> but something akin to that of like, yeah. if we can all connect That's that That's definitely way. our plan. <laughs> <laughs> Revolution, yes. So uh, go out there and, and revolt against <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, so certainly, again, you can connect through our Facebook page and find people that are already interested. And if you like the fan page as well, then other people can see that you're interested. You can even start your own fan page. You can start your own community page on Facebook. And certainly, just if you do, just let us know when we publicize it for you. This is really about the people getting together. The people! The people. <laughs> I've been watching too much news. But this is about the people getting together and improving their eyesight themselves and really having the success that they want in improving their eyesight. And it really is an important part to have this communication and to have the community in order to help you succeed in your eye exercises and keep you motivated and then every time you achieve that means when a new person comes along and they've just heard about eye exercises then you can help support them as they come through as well it's sort of a a dominoes effect yeah yeah so i think it's about time to move to question of the week question of the week this week is can i palm one eye while i work so this was a direct email sent to us through our website and um it's a really interesting question it's it's something that we don't come across that often and um we've sort of got i guess some some mixed mixed answers i guess which is why i wanted us to talk about it yeah when you first said it of course i was the uppity type so i was like what the heck? Stop working for God's sakes and palm both hand, both both eyes. Yeah. What's the big deal of stopping and doing both eyes? Yeah. Stopping work. But then you brought up some good points about this. Um, yeah. So I know. I mean, I've done it before. From where my right eye is so much stronger than my left, I get a lot more strain in my right eye, and it's also my dominant eye. 
So not so much anymore because I've been doing so well with my eye exercises that oh, that was another achievement this week. Completely going off track, oh, by the yeah. way. Um, we've I've been doing I've been sitting at the computer right. ten twelve hours a day oh, every right. day this week editing the product that we're working on. No eye strain. Wow. No eye strain whatsoever. Because you were doing the eye exercise. Yeah. Not a, not a wow. single headache. I watch TV in the evening as well. Still wow. no strain. And it was just, that's the first time I think ever that wow. I've gone long periods of time on the computer. And I just made sure I was doing distance looking and wow. fitting in and sunning. And so anyway, really pleased about that. So okay. uh, anyway, getting right, back, back, to to the, <laughs> back to the question, um, which is still topical. Yeah. That... When I did get eye strain in that dominant eye, I would try and just palm that right. that one eye just because I was desperate. I was right. just desperate. And you wanted to keep working too. <laughs> keep working. <laughs> um, and it was also, I saw it in a, in a cranial sacral book um, where what, the, what he did, I think it was the guy that invented cranial sacral therapy, and he palms by putting one hand over one eye and one hand on the back of the head. Opposite it, yeah. Yeah, and he sort of visualizes the energy coming... From the back of the hand to the front of the eye. Right. So he sort of, that's how he does his palming. And you, when I did that, it actually helped increase the amount of energy I could feel in my hands when I did try that. That makes sense. So there, that is a good thing to try palming one eye. So, but obviously, like Richard said, if you're working or really, ideally, you would just take a break. And the idea of palming is that it's relaxation. Right. Um, one is that it is bringing complete darkness to the eye. And the other one is obviously that you're sending in the energy. Now, I suppose palming one eye, you still get the darkness yeah. and you still get the energy. Mentally, you're still working. Yeah. So it doesn't, well, doesn't really work with the relaxation side yeah. of things. But the, you had a very good point in that the, um, when you accommodate, when you focus with one eye... The other eye follows along and focuses it's at the same time. It's still working, yeah. So it doesn't take away that work. So even though you've got one eye covered, so in, say for example, the pupil dilates when you palm as that it's dark, so both eyes dilate. But now the pupil is also part of acuity and, and seeing. Yeah. So say you're palming your oh, right yeah. eye and you're reading with your left eye. Yeah, you've dilated it now, yeah. But it's... I think it's it's going to do the opposite. It's going to make the right eye. It's going to it's not going to dilate. It's going to keep it constricted. Oh, sure, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Because the left eye is the one that's trying to work. Yeah. So not only that, but also the accommodation. Remember, we said yeah. that accommodation is where the ciliary body muscles at the front of the eye they contract and they round the lens. And by rounding the lens, it helps focus an object within 20 feet onto the fovea, which is the detailed part of the eye. So there's this accommodation that takes place. Now, both eyes work together, right. even if only one eye is accommodating. Right. So if you've got one eye that you're palming with, that eye, that eye isn't necessarily being relaxed because the muscles are still right. contracting, the lens is still being rounded, yeah. and it's still being worked. So ideally, you would palm with both hands, yeah. and you would palm with both eyes covered, and just try and take 10 minutes if you can, maybe set a timer on your computer or anything, maybe find a, put a couple of songs together that's 10, 10 minutes. Oh, I don't know. And just palm that way so that you've got a bit of time out psychologically, you can rest a little bit. It also gives you time to tune into your eyes and you'll be aware whether you're straining them, 
Uh, maybe you should be taking more frequent breaks. Maybe you're not blinking enough. And it really just that, that palming with both eyes, just 10 minutes or six minutes, whatever time you have sitting at the computer, just gives your eyes that chance to rest and rejuvenate just as if you were running and you know, you'd been running for a couple of hours and just to stop for 10 minutes, catch your breath and carry on running again. It's very similar. Yeah, I guess the, an alternative we could suggest is um, just rapid blinking because you can continue where, you know, if you want to like continue working, but rest your eyes a little bit, you could do some rapid blinking while you work. Uh, it still could be a little distracting to try and see the screen, <laughs> but it's better than nothing. Yeah. Or you could put on the small piece of paper in between your eyes and work that way. And that would at least send, rest your central vision a little bit. And you can also obstruct the dominant eye right. or whatever eye it is that you're trying to rest, which I guess you're doing anyway with palming of the hand, except when you're doing the eye obstruction, both eyes are still working together, but one of them isn't working as hard because you've blocked the central vision. I still look quite, I mean, I'm being negative on this idea, but it's like, how would you work at a computer with one, or you, you type with one hand while you, while you palm with the other? <laughs> I'm not sure how that would work. <laughs> well, maybe you're just reading, or maybe this person's, oh, just, okay. maybe this person's just really, you know, intelligent yeah. and can do all this stuff at the same time. Maybe they can type with their toes. <laughs> <laughs> but I've certainly, uh, I've experienced it myself, so um, I, do under, I do understand yeah. uh, where this person's coming from. Yeah. Uh, but certainly, we prefer to do the actual palming if you can. Um, but if not, any palming is good. Any rest is good. Just the fact that you're even thinking about it is fantastic and that you want to take that next step to vision improvement. You know, however you want to go about it, everybody does it at different speeds. And again, it's just integrating. We, we always talk about how to integrate these exercises into your life. And maybe you found that this is the way you integrate palming into your life and maybe it works for you so there's well, certainly no rules yeah well and the other thing you brought up in the middle of this uh, uh question was going back to what you were talking about your week if that if this person actually palmed in the mornings let's say for 20 minutes they may not need to do that one-handed palm yeah exactly point. yeah so it's almost preparation preparation for the work ahead yeah and avoiding the strain instead of waiting till you get it mm -hmm. and then palm once you've got the strain right so yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Fantastic. So we hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. And if there's any other information that you want to try and get, you can head over to our website where Richard and I release a blog very regularly over there. There's also previous episodes of this podcast. This is the part three. So you could always head over and get the other parts two and one if you want to listen to the other keys to a successful eye exercise program. You can also look us up on Facebook at Envision Self Healing and you'll see some pictures up there. I'll certainly put up the picture of this week and how I saw the vegetable shop awning over there. It might be interesting for you to see. And there's also other pictures of how we're getting on. And next week, hopefully, we'll be posting some pictures of our Brazil travels. All right. And, uh, you know, hopefully we won't be, you know, held up in Brazilian immigration. Yeah, or, uh... the picture of Richard held up in the uh, room at immigration. Uh... <laughs> So you can also follow both Richard and I on Twitter. Just head to our website and you will see the address there on how to contact through that. If you're listening to this on YouTube, you can subscribe to it and you'll also get all our latest videos and subscribe to us on iTunes as well. And you will get this podcast sent to you every week, every week that we do do this. 
And you can also get your hands on a free ebook that's available on our website called A Modern Day Guide for Improving Eyesight, where we talk about a lot more issues of vision improvement. And we just simply place it out in a 10-step approach on how you can work on your eyes and how the anatomy of your eyes actually affect your vision and how indeed you can improve it. So good luck with your eye exercises this week and happy healing. And have a good week and we'll see you in Brazil.